everybody you're listening to undo radio and we are recording in the listening party at canal street market hey. it's nice have you been here before i have eat or shop or both uh coffee coffee and walking quickly i feel like i know i think it's cool this spot it is, is cool, cool. <laughs> well for those of you who don't know my name is claire fountain some of you know me from the internet at sui quality i used to teach yoga and do personal training and now i'm kind of just a all-around wellness renaissance woman at this point. So I am going to lead this wonderful session with my friend who's also here with me. Hey, Taya. How's it going, guys? Um, man, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, I run creative and marketing at uh, a new studio in, in Brooklyn called Session. It's a circuit training studio, and I also have the opportunity there to, to be a coach and lead programming. Um yeah, mainly just get a chance to learn and grow with awesome individuals every day. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's nice. You've got to tell me more about Session as a whole. Oh, Session, yeah. Um, so we are in South Williamsburg. We're, uh, you know, it's, I guess, really in the term of fitness and wellness, you know, we're, we're primarily group circuit training, but I think that like that has such a, a broad meaning. Right. Um, so really just, you know, in the business for helping people live and move better. Um, a lot of focus on functional movements, um, uh, and, you know, uh, semi-private classes, one-on-ones, all that kind of stuff. Um, and actually really shifting gears to focus on, um, recovery. So people really understand, um, you know, mobility, stretching, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm well aware. I think that's some of the most important stuff. Yeah. It's like the pillars of fitness that people forget, you know, they think it's just cardiovascular. And yep. really mobility, stability, strength, yeah, all well, that stuff. For sure. I mean, I think, you know, stress recovery and adaptation, right? So, yeah. you know, that's, that's like in, in any and everything in life. I think you can apply that to work. You can apply that to, to sort of personal growth milestones, but I mean, in a, in a purely physical, you know, workout perspective, I think it's a fantastic mantra. You know, you have this thing that causes stress, that stress causes an adaption, um, and that, adaption creates a new normal, right? Um, and then, you know, our ability to recover throughout the process is sort of, you know, uh, it's, that's the accumulated efforts, right? That again, creates this, this new plateau that you get to sort of live life from. And I think that we're often so hard on ourselves, you know, we either don't pay attention and we just sort of exercise day to day, or for those people who are really training, you know, you, you kind of have to be able to to, to look back and celebrate, but also really give yourself the time to recover and do all that stuff. I'm sorry. My chair is so loud. <laughs> I'm moving around and it is just like making every noise in the world over here. You're good. You're groovy. But that's a big thing about like people don't always know how to recover. Mm -hmm. And I think even with like fitness, it's like that thing we know that we should do that's good for us, mm -hmm. but not everybody knows exactly like why, you know, mm -hmm. or how in a way. And I think we, we have some topics that we're going to jump into in a second, but I think it's kind of like, there was one about like, how do you eat well in like an age of fake food, but it's like, how do you exercise and like become fit or healthy in an age of like such trendy fitness or, or such misinformation? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the light bulb went off for me when I sort of got this idea of training versus exercising. So I think for a lot of people, 
Um, especially in the world of fitness now, like, you know, I mean, we've already come a long way, right? And now there's these, you know, you and I were just talking before we got online, but, you know, the boutique trend, you know, people kind of often pick their, pick their lane, you know, you, you do cycling or you do yoga, um, maybe you love high intensity stuff, but a lot of people just, you know, go from class to class. So I think it's either, a a void of a goal, void of a why, or you just, again, go from day to day. You're not really training. So you don't have a plan put in place. And so I think that, you know, for me, as soon as I started to look at my, again, these accumulated efforts, uh, in a sort of a systematical way mm. where I had a plan and I had a goal. And even if I was in a test some shit that like didn't really work out, like I knew what I was testing. Um, so I think like, for me, at least, in my humble opinion, that's like in the new age of fitness, like, you know, that's that's a way to sort of clear out, clear out the drama and clear out the noise is just actually start to train. And you don't need to be an athlete to train. You don't need to be professional to train, you know. I uh, agree with that. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of there's even some marketing and different brands that are like we're all athletes. And I think we can all be athletic in a way, but I don't think that has to always be the mentality. Like, I think you can train in a way that works for you, you know, yeah. and you can create what that is. Yeah. I mean, athlete is this, uh, you know, c- catch all phrase. I, you know, it's funny. I'm like a coach now, which I also like have a hard time saying sometimes, Really, you know, cause it's just like, well, in the world of coaches, like so many fantastic coaches and I, I say coach, you know, or a you know, trainer or whatever you want to say, but, um, you know, there's always so much to learn from other people. So I, I think that again, we, we, you know, we idolize athletes and singers and, you know, performers and you forget that like you can do all these things in, in your, your regular day life. So, yeah. No, I mean, I don't think I, that's a, yeah, the whole coach trainer thing. I mean, in my own life as well, having done the personal training thing and doing yoga teaching and coaching, et cetera, is like, I guess the more I learned, the less I felt like I knew sometimes. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Cause you open up Pandora's box, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, the things I still don't know. Yeah. But man, it's, it's exciting. I think it's, uh, I think that's when I knew I was onto something. It's just like, ah, yeah. Oh my, that's what a, uh, what a concept, you know, yeah. I have all these books with like crazy underlines and stars. And, you know, if you've ever seen my writing, it's terrible. So you don't ever want to open up my books, but like, it's these things that at least spark a curiosity and a knowledge. And I, you know, I, I will get to that about, you know, the purpose of undo ordinary, but like, man, it's just like, push past what you think you already know. Right. Yeah. So when did you get into all this? Like, how did your being in the fitness space even start or the training space? Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, I've always had a desire to, uh, to learn more to be better. Um, this idea of, of self-improvement and, uh, I always got a high on like testing myself. So not doing something, you know, uh, necessarily because I wanted to, but I wanted to see sort of like what the outcome would be or, uh, uh, anyways. Um, but so I was, I was lucky to have a mother who was, you know, had such a, a spiritual soul. Um, so all of my exploration was really rooted in sort of like a positive mind state, but I grew up as a dancer and, um, realized that I, uh, I had scoliosis basically as a kid oh, wow. and I don't think it was, I mean, it really was never diagnosed. I don't know, whatever tests they do in Canada, I was, I was not tested for scoliosis. So you know what ours was in Mississippi, they would just have us like, we had to wear 
like an open back, like little gown and just bend over. And if your spine was crooked, it was, you had scoliosis. Like, you don't need to do that with a gown on. That's like, so I don't, weird. they would just look at your spine. Skeptical. I don't trust it. So, <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Okay, so, so you had it. So I didn't I, know. I, I got it. I have it. You know, you can't, you can't get rid of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, dance taught me how to stand. It, it taught me posture. Right. And, um, I learned how to, how to, you know, really carry myself properly from there. And as I moved away from dance, I realized that I, you know, needed to sort of, you know, train for life. Um, so I could just move better holistically. Um, so, you know, I was super lucky. I had a brother, he was into, uh, you know, lifting and, um, just generally like anatomy and sports performance. So, um, I started just to go to the gym and try to figure it out. And, you know, mainly for me, it was like, what works and what doesn't work. Um, so that was like young, that was man, like, junior high, high school. Um, and, uh, you know, then I was also super sensitive to food. So I, you know, started again to like really trial and error programs. I'll call them like nutrition programs. So like juice cleanses and, you know, paleo and all that kind of stuff. Again, I think sure as a young female, there's, there's a part of you that's trying to, fit in and come into your own body and do that kind of stuff. But for me, I just, I felt uncomfortable. I, I had back pain all the time. I got headaches all the time. So it was like there, you know, I, I, the chiropractor once a week, like can't be the answer to this for the rest of my life. Um, so, you know, later on I got an integrative health coach. I wanted to understand more about, you know, Eastern and wellness and Western philosophies. Um, but I mean, ultimately I just wanted to have like a good foundation of the principles for fitness and wellness and health generally, you know, and that, that comes from like my own sort of like biochemistry, like, uh, you know, uh, members of my family aren't all very like tall and slender. So like, Hey, is this going to be a problem in life at one point? Or you okay, I have a back problem. What does that mean for me? So I think it was like a lot of just my upbringing that got me started. And then from there, you know, um, I guess, man, what was that? 2017, 2016, I started off my own class and that was a really like a tipping point coming out of like the boutique fitness world. Uh, and just feeling like something was missing. So for me, um, it was about, you know, working out and the sort of idea of like women in the sports culture landscape um, that didn't really have a defined area, but also there was, you know, you could go to a class, but you couldn't really meet people after. Um, so I wanted to, I think, especially at that point in my career, like I wanted an excuse to like maybe come, come to a class with you and like talk to you. There, that, that this doesn't, the walls were up, you know, the, the locker room was a weird ass place it really it really is and it is still i yeah. i think um and so you know hopefully we'll talk about that a little bit later and it, it's yeah it, no i do want to get into that it's a big like thing, a thing we for get me into about yeah. like classes is like people are craving the community aspect but they also don't always know how to do it mm -hmm. you know and if you try to start a conversation, like it's weird, <laughs> like people don't right. even know how to engage. Yeah, no, for sure. So, okay. So you started your class yeah, and you so also cared about the connection part. For sure. So, um, I mean, really what, um, so I'll try to make this short, but move, move to New York. I did not know anybody. So my first two years here coming out of college were like, uh, you know, a little dark and quiet. Um, but once I started to find a bit of my tribe, it was a lot of these really incredible, passionate, driven 
females. So I said, I want to create a class where I can have my friends and my friends bring their friends so I can meet more women like this and also sort of encourage this like collaboration, this knowledge share out. Uh, and I was super fortunate to be able to do that at the Ace Hotel in Midtown for, I mean, wow, like maybe just over a year. And then that sort of transitioned into the role I'm at now at Session. But, you know, to, to be honest, that was all like B-side, like hustle game passion. I was mm -hmm. in the, you know, creative and design world, agency world for, you know, I guess, you know, seven years. Um, so I'm very fortunate to kind of have this like body that wants to move, but a mind that's, you know, very like, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. I think it I think both sides of it are really beneficial to like the work yeah. you're doing now too. And yeah. even in the concept of like thinking about new ways to move, like you have to be creative about that, you know, for sure. Like understanding the biochemistry is like incredible. And I think you had an, like an awareness of your body and of movement at like a young age. Yeah. Like through sure. maybe dance, but also through like pain. Like that's a, yeah. that's a way to learn your body. It's not always positive, but it's a way to like learn, you know, totally. Yeah. And just like this realization too, that like, okay, you know, having scoliosis, like, man, like sucks. It could be worse. My body's like, maybe not going to look the way that I always wanted to look like, or well, wait, you know, can it, you know, or how can I move better with this? How can I find a way that, you know, again, I think as like a young female, like all of those sort of like those, those roadblocks can be, and I don't want to say for, for young boys and men, it's not either, but <clears throat> I think it's this, there's a big identity hurdle. Um, and I was, yeah, super fortunate again to have this household that sort of encouraged, like not only finding those, um, paths or those, those sort of pockets that felt comfortable, but also finding like a really good place internally, sort of mindful awareness and happiness and positivity and knowing that you can always go back to that, you know? So the whole process. Yeah. But I Thanks, did mom. Like, Shout out. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, mom. I did like what you said about the wanting to meet people. And this has been echoed, like, not just over the past few years, but like echoed over the past few days, even just in conversations I've had that people are still, and especially women, want to be able to connect with one another and mm -hmm. like learn from one another but they just don't always know how to do it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think if you're in like a fitness space, like you said, it's a knowledge share, but it's also like, I want you to like this class, but I want you to meet other people who like it too. Like mm -hmm. we can all kind of form a community around this thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So how have you brought that into your work? As far as getting people to, 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 to connect together. More. Yeah. Man, you, uh, um, I try to listen a lot more to be honest. Um, I, I'm, I'm a person of very few words anyways, that's probably for the better. Um, but yeah, listen and, and hear what people are saying or what's going on. Ask questions, get to know people because, you know, maybe, maybe you're not right for something that I want to do or for my class, but like, I can totally, you know, hook you up with, with someone who is, or, um, you know, uh, like, things that are happening in the community. Like, you know, I, I want to be able to support the community that I'm, that I'm in, you know, particularly, um, around the studio, but also, you know, really just, just throughout, you know, all of, of all of Brooklyn and, and the boroughs. So I think it's like, who, who is doing interesting work within the community? You know, can I support, can I donate space? Can I uh, help create awareness? Can I, so I think that that's the first step in, in sort of understanding how to bring people together. Cause what I, what I first did was got a group of women in a room. And then literally the first conversation we had was like, okay, what do you guys want to talk about? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, all right, maybe backpedal. Like, you know, what's what's a, a unifying thing that we can talk about first or support each other on? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good way to do it. And I like that you mentioned that there's the community aspect, like within the environment that you're in as well. Like, so session is in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah. Are you yeah, planning yeah. on doing more sessions? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but but still, you can't but tell still, me it's also still, okay. No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is creating um, positive momentum within. So we're in uh, South Williamsburg, um, not not too much like us in the sort of like strength mobility circuit realm out How there. How big are the classes? Uh, max class is about 27. Okay. So relatively yeah. intimate. Yeah. 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 I guess so. And we don't have a fog machine or black lights or anything like that. So you can actually see people, <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll probably, well, I'm hoping anyways, I'd love to open a, a second location, um, in, 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 uh, Brooklyn as well, but you know, one step at a time. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, is it the same, is it similar to the class you designed yourself or is this like a new entity altogether? You know, it, it totally is. I mean, stylistically the workout, like sure, a little bit different. Um, I think it's an evolution, um, sort of leading a lot of the programming. I think it's an evolution of where I am from a, uh, an educational standpoint as well. But, um, it's, uh, definitely community focused first and foremost i think you know we we want to get to know our members um our members often hang out a lot together so a lot of that and sort of social you know events and that kind of stuff that are sort of bridge off of the end of a class um that is all definitely stemming from the stuff that i did before um yeah, I mean, very similar. My tea collective stuff was had a, a few more sexy dance moves. There's there's no sexy dance moves at, at session, but um, it's yeah. okay. We evolve. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day when it's like they think like someone was asking me about like my yoga practice or like how I train. And I'm like, it's an evolution. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, like that's interesting. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. it's just an honest representation of like how I'm growing as a human, Mm -hmm. what I'm learning, Mm -hmm. what I feel is either serving the people I'm working with at any given time, not serving them, you know? So it's like, maybe these classes get to be an evolution of like your work in a way. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I think, I think generally like, I think that's what's so exciting about the the fitness industry for me is that, you know, education is not information rather is constant. Okay. So there's, there's always new things to learn and, and different ideas and, you know, um, you know, I'm, you know, a functional strength coach. And so for me, there's a lot of, you know, again, movement patterns in that there's a lot of, uh, exercises, not just to, to, to gain strength, but to gain strength in a really functional way in a way that like your body really moves. Right. So I think, um, I think it's, it's definitely, you know, an evolution, but it's, but it's, it's something that always sort of builds off of the same thing that we believe in, which is just moving, moving better, you know, like Um, base concept core value is the, is the same. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. And it's just like pick up heavy things, put heavy things down. That's but my in favorite a really thing to do. Way. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah, that's all that it is. I must come work out with you and we can um, throw heavy things around together. We recently had our one year anniversary. I was like, come just like randomly reorganize weights with me. That's all we do. That's every day. Do, really. <laughs> just pick them up, awesome. put them down. Pick them up, put them down. Yeah. All day. Looking for a place to take your friends? That's fun. Hip and full of food? <laughs> Help! 
stop on by Canal Street Market. We're on Canal Street. Are you a business looking for creative services? Well, don't fret. We Ascend is in place to make sure you get the job done. Hit us up at We Ascend NYC or weascend.nyc. What would you say to someone who is overwhelmed with, because, I mean, we were talking about this before we were live, but there is a lot of boutique fitness right now. And there mm-hmm. is a lot of like very singularly focused, maybe on this aspect or that aspect, or just this one exercise or way of moving. What would you say to someone who's either overwhelmed or like super caught up in the trendiness of it? Hmm. I mean, that's, that's a tough question. Cause I think it totally depends on the, yeah. the individual. I think if, if, if you're someone who's, um, you know, exercising to, to, to live a little better and, um, you know, it's important to find something that you just like to do. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to do it. You're not going to get up at 6:30 AM for that class or, you know, push the extra, you know, uh, 10%. If, if you don't enjoy it. So, I, I mean, I think that's, that that's baseline for people is to find the thing that you enjoy doing. And then from there, it's like, man, people just need to be accountable to themselves. So I think it's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, find something that you like, that you enjoy. Um, if you have questions, like ask people, you know, if, if someone has a question about session or, you know, about a soul cycle class or whatever, you know, I bet you hands down, if you reach out to a, a coach or to the studio and have a few questions or, you know, want to try a class or you feel overwhelmed about something like people will answer you. But, you know, aside from that, it's like, what, what are you, what are you looking to do and accomplish and kind of create that why, and then, you know, create some small goals. And I think that, you know, the, the, the smaller, the better, right. People yeah. will be able to, again, see success and, and, uh, be able to look back at their accomplishments when they, when they create this roadmap for themselves. And unfortunately people just, you know, I think that that's just going to be done for them. If they just show up to the class and leave, you know, that's created. But I I, I think that's, I think that's very untrue. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. It's really important. That part about you were saying like small goals in a way. And I think also like reminding yourself of how far you've come sometimes. Yeah. Because people, I think get lost. Like they think fitness, if they just show up, it'll just happen. Yeah. That and like, we, we have fun. I think, I think I can, I think I can, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think I can bust balls sometimes mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, you, it is, it is fantastic to think about how powerful our mind is. Right. So when you are doing something, it's not like your arms that give up because you're tired. It's your mind that tells you, okay, yep. I think I'm done now. Okay, great. We usually do 35 second intervals and it's 40 yet totally done, you know? And so I think like, again, and it's something that we talk about and not everyone's always very receptive to it. This idea of sort of being a little more mindful or being in touch or, or, or creating some goals. And we're going to be kicking off some, some weekly challenges as well, just to get people when they're, you know, in the seat of the assault bike to be like, okay, did you know, like, it's possible to ride this thing as hard as I can for a minute. I would don't want to do that. I don't know why people do that, but you know, it's possible. And I wonder what would happen if I did, 
Like, that's, you know, that's kind of where the magic happens, though. It's totally, it's totally where the magic happens, and I, I think that again, it's, you know, if we talk about like where I think the fitness space doesn't deliver on, I mean, I guess it de- there's adjacent things that are left of center, like you know, meditation and you know, a little bit of like mindfulness before class but I think it's really tapping into how powerful the mind is and if you create goals and you're like again in the middle of that rep that's really tough but you know that like you're not stopping like you won't let yourself stop yeah and I think maybe you can speak to this a little more but I think there's like a really big mind like muscle connection like there's Mm -hmm. a mind body connection not just in the sense of like oh one connects the other but like when the body is challenged in a new way like the mind has to function in a new way you know, like it's like one begets the other almost. And I think that some people forget that. Like they think the only way to train their brain is during like quietness or meditation or a thoughtful practice like that versus like in the midst of something really physically demanding, you can also train your mind. For sure. For sure. I think, uh, I wonder, I wonder if that takes a a level of, uh, maybe intuitiveness isn't the right word, but, uh, a bit of like presence and self-awareness prior to sort of be able to tap into yeah, that. That's actually interesting. We Actively, should look into this. Let's do it. We need we you need know? the research team. We need the session and clear research but, uh, team on this right now. <laughs> do, 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 do. Run some data. Um but I wonder I guess I'm just thinking of someone who who doesn't really kind of check in with themselves like that, you know, is it is it possible in the middle of a class when I'm like dig deep that you're like what what, are you, what? like where yeah, am I digging? Yeah what are you like where's dig the what? what? Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a big thing because now I'm thinking about how many times in classes trainers and coaches say things, you know, like cueing something that's mental, like not even cueing a physical move, like cueing the mental side of it. And almost like how many times does that click and how many times does it not? Like what is the percentage of a class where it clicks? You know, is that a question? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go. <clears throat> It was it's a great uh, hypothetical, but let's, let's answer it. I know, like, at least at least at our spot, it's like um, there's, a ma- there's a magic in who you have in the room, too, yeah. you know? And I think that uh, it's something that I talk a lot about in class is this idea of shared energy. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll do high fives or, you know, at least some sort of like acknowledgement of one another. But, like, that shared excitement and energy of, like, working hard, like... I mean, it's, it's infectious, right? So if you get the right group of people in the room or, you know, the right group who are sort of really going hard and sharing and like breathing loud or grunting or like, woo, giving me a little, woo, yeah. woo, um, that like just does wonders, I think for the rest of the class in going that extra mile, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, aside from being a drill sergeant where it's like, all right, if this isn't hard, you're not going hard enough. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, there's, there's definitely a magic in, in sharing that with people and encouraging, you know, one yeah. another, you know, we talked a little bit about recovery, but like, you're not always performing at your best simply due to, you know, sleep and nutrition sometimes the night before, maybe you're sick, maybe you're stressed. So, you know, having your home girl say, all right, what, what's up? That was like, yeah, all right. Let's go. Like, let's pick it up. You know, yeah. like that's uh, that's uh, very important, and it takes a very like selfless person to 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 do that in a studio setting. Yeah. And I think that that that's like a really big thing too, because like I even though I 
been teaching for a long time. I still go to other people's classes. Yeah. And it's not to go and be like, oh, I know all this, but it's yeah. to learn from the person. Of course. And it's also like, I enjoy being in the community sometimes of just like people there and thinking like, oh, we can all be here and free and enjoy each other and, you know, commend one another on things that we like are like, wow, like, wow, that was really great. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just be open and just like be a good human. And you're right that like the energy when everybody is in that same like headspace and that same vibration, it's like a totally different class. And I feel like people leave with more than just a physical workout. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Then, I think there's a sense of accomplishment, right? Yeah. It's not always the burn. It's not always the sweat. It's like, I, how, how, how have I grown internally? You know? Do you think that that's also part of what people, what keeps people coming back? to say session or your classes, et cetera. Is that sort of like internal yeah. thing? And like the feeling they walk away with, that's not just my thighs are on fire. Or is it the thighs? It, it, yeah. can, it can be the thighs. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, man, I need like an imaginary. I, I feel like I, I wish I could be better at like voice change. So I could be like, I have Sally here who can give a testimonial. <laughs> no, um, for sure. I, I think that like, that, um, again, I had mentioned like listening better. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, session, we talk about it, this as this place to sweat collectively. All right. So again, it's like knowing people's names. It's kind of having the regular people that you like to work out with. It's, you know, having, you know, staff and other coaches join classes regularly. I think that there is a sense of, um, accountability. Um, and when you also see a peer that's maybe progressing and you're like, Oh yeah, damn. Um, so for sure, I think that there is a bit more of like that, that special something. And unfortunately, you know, in, in my experience, at least a lot of places are very transactional or very elite. Um, and so when you take that out of it, but still deliver a, you know, um, uh, high standard boutique level experience. Right. Um, I think that that's, that's where some, some magic happens at, at least. Yeah. In my point of view, talking no, about I really my own place. <laughs> no, I really think that's a big part of it though. Cause like I speak as like someone in the industry, but also as someone who's like forever, like learning as well. Yeah. And I care so much about like the mental health side of it. Like yeah. I see everything through the lens of like what's going on in their mental. Mm. And I think that there's a huge, even more wild. I have a friend of mine who, she wrote her like master's, I don't know. She had to do some large like essay dissertation paper. She wrote it on like the success of studio boutique fitness. Like Ooh, it was cool. really interesting. Yeah. And she said a lot of it had to do with this sense of community and this sense of like being with a group of people that, you know, have a similar goal or I can't let my friends down. Even if you don't know them, they're still your friends from class or, you know, the motivation that maybe being in the same group every week could give you celebrating each other's successes or supporting one another. So like, it was an aspect that had nothing to do with like, you know, heart rate or, yeah, you know, how much muscle they've put on or not put on or, and I thought that was such an interesting side to like, these things are serving multiple purposes, like that are making us better people in a way yeah, or better versions of ourselves. Even what excites me a lot is I think I think people are hungry for, for, uh, more information. So it, it's this idea of like coming to class and meeting people and for sure having a, a, a community feel and camaraderie, but also, you know, like when I get someone to bear crawl, 
I'm not like, all right, let's bear crawl. I'm like, okay, like this is why we're going to do this. Or I'm like, we're doing a single leg deadlift. Okay. Again, this is why we're going to do this. And you know, if we're doing our, our, our warm up, the activation portion of our warm up, even a cool down, it's like revisiting aspects that we had, you know, engaged or, or lifted more aggressively in, in, in the main portion of class. And I think that that's sort of additional like insight. I, th- I think at least is there's bit of a maybe like a, a change in the in the wave where people want to know more of that kind of stuff as well. So I think that that's important on top of it is like you know instructors who are consistently educating themselves and passing that education on. And I think you know within reason we don't need to get into all the you know small movement patterns and all that kind of stuff. But I I think that there's, you know, people, people just don't want to go through the motions anymore. Yeah. And there really is a method to the madness. And I think that that's kind of what like separates, you know, teachers and coaches and things is like the ones who are like, okay, I'm doing, I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. Like not pull the curtain all the way back, but pull it back enough to say, I have a reason why we're doing these things yeah. and this is the benefit you'll reap. This is why you have to like position your hip, this angle. This is why I scream about your foot being at this angle, you know? And I think like you were saying, when you can like people, they are hungry for it. And then I also think it empowers them to even start to learn their own body better yeah. or their own process better. Yeah. I mean, I've learned too, like, you know, I'll, I'll switch up the programming and we're doing some like different stuff. And, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of resistance from people. I, like, not because they don't want to do it, but I think it's like, a, Oh, this is different. Yeah. And I think when you say, all right, you guys just finished an awesome 30 day challenge. You guys are like, I need to, we need to order a heavier dumbbells. Like y'all are picking up heavy weight, you know? So it's just like, you guys are getting really, really strong. So now what we're going to go do is like tweak and, and kind of take a few steps in another direction and test some other things and do some other things. And then it's like, Oh, oh okay, cool. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? It's like you're bringing people along to that ride and they're, you know, also giving them a chance to see like, we're switching this up because like y'all are strong as shit. So that's that's a nice moment too. (laughs) Making me like work here. Yeah. Um, So I think that's exciting too. For sure. Yeah. Well, I have a little quick fire for you. Uh Uh-huh. A little lightning round. Okay. Um, how much sleep do you get regularly? Ooh, my, my dream (laughs) here. No, I I love this. This is, um, dream is eight and a half. That's like my sweet spot. Nine hours and 30 minutes. I feel like I'm usually between, I'm like, like maybe seven to eight is usually what I get, but like eight and a half is the. Have you ever worn a sleep tracker or does your, the heart monitor help you with sleep as well? Um, I do, I do track sleep. Um, I've only been probably about like a week into it which is interesting. I've been trying to sort of like monitor sort of this idea of like deprivation. So a consistency, I, I try to go to bed in the same window. So that's like what, between like nine and like ten thirty every night and trying to get up within the same window, regardless of whether I need to be up to, to coach or not. Um, and again, just cause you, you know, slept eight hours, 10 hours last night doesn't mean that you could sleep, you know, six hours tonight. Um, I think it's fascinating, but I feel better when I feel, and when I'm rested, like, you know, I got, I got some juice. Yeah. And quality of sleep really matters for sure. Yeah. People don't realize the their quality of sleep is not good. Yeah. I know I've been wearing a tracker that's like, it's for fertility, but not even related. I just think it's interesting. I think that if I had to say like how the industry has changed since Mm -hmm. I got in it and probably since you got in it as well, is like, even just the last 
two years, like fitness tech or health tech or wellness tech. Like I, I have so many things to charge now, but I'm super interested in personal health data. Like it's fascinating to watch. Like your body really does have rhythms and patterns and does follow like waves and curves. And like, there's a meth, like, like your body has a method to its own, you know, process, but yeah, watching the sleep, it shows if it was light or deep. Mm. And it's really interesting to to kind of align that with how I feel the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, do I feel better? Do I not feel better? Does my sleep, um, it has a lot to do with like, did I have a drink? Did I eat well today? 100%. Did I eat late? Yeah. Did I exercise or not? Yeah. And like when I add in those other variables, you start seeing patterns. Well, and that's, and the beautiful thing is that it holds you accountable. It really does. So you're like, oh yeah, maybe I did actually look at this, my a screen before I went to bed. Okay. Maybe that, you know, or I did have a glass of wine or Maybe I didn't have that coffee too late. You know, it, 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 I think it also kind of helps create you backtrack and change, change some behaviors. Yeah. And it's one of those things where not to say people are out of sight, out of mind, but I think sometimes when we can't physically see something, it's harder for us to believe it's real. Yeah. So there's all the talk about like alcohol is not great for you. You know, some people are like, Oh, it's just a glass here and there. Yeah. I noticed the biggest like physiological changes. Like when I wear this, the tracker, like in my breathing rate, my heart rate and my quality of sleep when, when I have, or haven't had a drink or two drinks, I'm not talking an exciting big time out, like just simple things. And I'm like, wow, alcohol really affects your heart and your, like your body, like your systems in a way that, yeah, if you don't see it, you don't always think it's real. Yeah. No, or that. as real as real. Maybe that's the word. I feel that for sure. Yeah. But you're right. It does keep you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So how much sleep are you getting? That was one of your quick fires. Ah. Bum, bum, bum. And we talked about the industry changing. What is your favorite? If you had to pick like a favorite way to move your body. Favorite way to move my body. I mean, I like to pick things up and put things down. I mean, that is my favorite way to move my body. Yeah. Um, I like lifting heavy things. I like having a sense of uh, a plan, a program. I can I can see what's working. I can tweak some things. I oh, my knee is hurting a little bit today. Oh, all right, I'm gonna make you know my hips be the the primary joints and my knee, you know you just get to play around. Um, that and and any thoracic spine mobility move because again, you know, the scoliosis, that's where I, you know, feel a really good, good relief. So heavy things and a lot of upper, upper back rotation. Okay. Uh, coffee <laughs> or tea? Coffee. Woo. Extra hot. So I extra hot sip slow, you know, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that should be someone's like slogan. Uh, it's mine. Nobody can take it. Okay. Well, no, I'm kidding. We'll trademark that. It's copyright. <laughs> it's yours. Um, uh, morning or night? Morning for sure. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you go? Are your favorite place to go to find space? I, I, home, probably. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a girl that loves her home. I uh, love my room. I mean, I I just think you're you're a house, your home, your apartment, whatever. I mean, it's it's a sanctuary, so mm-hmm. um, for sure. Okay. And yeah. then, how do you undo ordinary? How do I undo ordinary? I mean, I, I think we spoke about this a little bit at the beginning, but for me, it's 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 trying to be, you know present and mindful, which are two very busy words at the moment, for sure. My apologies, but, you know, I, I truly try to, uh, control my actions and, um, 
by that, I mean as, as a way to like assess and, and optimize what I'm doing. Um, so, I mean, that's from workouts to, uh, you know, personal relationships or, or, you know, whatever it is. But, um, I think that being present and mindful, I mean, that just allows me to be accountable for my actions and, and make changes. Um, so, so for me, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, identifying ways to improve. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, thank that's you. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm so glad you could come and chat today. Many thanks for having me. Of course. I appreciate it. Where can everybody find you? Um, I am, I guess, probably Instagram, at T Maxine with an underscore, because uh, we needed the underscore, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, or uh, at the session NYC. And they can learn more about the classes and all that there Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. And sign up, et cetera. Sign up, hit me up if you want to come by, check out a class. I mean, see if it works for you. Yeah, we're always around. Nice. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Whoop, whoop. Bye. This episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. <laughs>